Crystal Waters International Ministries welcomes you to Let the Word Drop podcast. Many long for a loving spiritual community with faith to move mountains. We are here to encourage, enlighten, and empower you with Christ's never-ending love so you can go and impact your world. Now, let the Word Drop. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let the Word Drop. I'm Denise, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. I have my good friend on with me, Amanda Richard. She's an amazing woman of God, and we're going to be talking about baggage today. Hey, let me bring her online right now with us, and uh, I'm excited. Hi, Amanda. Hey. It's so good to be here with you. I'm excited because God has given you a word. You know, I know he's given you many dreams, many visions, and I'm excited about that. But this word comes from heaven. I know because the Lord has prepared it and he's using you. But listen, can you tell us just a little bit more about your ministry uh, so that everyone can know more about you? And and the very fact that you are in Maine yeah. in the United States. Sounds as exciting. You're on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. And mm-hmm. this is an exciting time. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, you're just it's such a blessing, such a blessing, and I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I'm all the way over in Maine, not originally from Maine. We're originally from Louisiana, and um, God actually up and moved our family to Maine and um, for ministry. Uh, my husband's writing a book, and I have an office here in Kennebunk, and I, I'm a counselor and a life coach, and um, I also have an online ministry. So um, our website, it's rnrrestoration.org if you want to check it out um but yeah it's i we counsel and coach people and we just help restore healing to the hurting people and that's kind of what we're all about here well praise god i know you are a certified counselor and you're really mm-hmm. impacting people's lives bringing god's love and his restoration to them and that's exciting and we're going to put your um your um website address on there so anyone who is in the u.s or actually you do uh even through uh, the internet um yes uh, counseling and coaching so you are available to anyone anywhere and i like that that's exciting so yeah you're in maine and i know that you're teaching a course on healing right now too and that's awesome and you have an amazing book uh group also that you're teaching Mm -hmm. there locally can you tell me about your book club Sure. We're doing uh, right now. We're doing uh, the book uh, Dream It, Pin It, Live It by Terry Savelle Foy. And it's just it's a book about dreaming and learning to dream big and to um, put your, you know, write the vision, what Habakkuk 2 right, says to write the vision, make it plain. Right. So that you can run with it. And so we're just all about making the vision plain. We want to set goals. We want to put goals up where we can see them so that um we can we can do those things and um, i think it's so important to put things in front of you so that you can know what it is uh, that you're running towards right because sometimes if our dreams and our goals they're all just in our head it's hard to actually get it out and um and meet those goals so true and they've you know this is a biblical principle mm-hmm. to habakkuk 2 2 yeah. but you know other people have been building on that all ever since and it's like right. uh it's in our bible it's for us god designed right. it so that we would be blessed and benefited mm-hmm. by that so i'm excited about that 
Um, and I know that you'll have tremendous results. But hey, let's get to the word today. Let's get to what uh, the Lord is saying. And um, why don't you just take over right now and let's let's run with the uh, let's run with the baggage. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I've kind of titled this uh, this message today is Will You Drop Your Load and Run to the Battle Line? And our passage today is going to be out of First Samuel 17. So if anybody wants to get there, click there, it'll we'll be there in a minute. Um, so we know that we're in a battle, right? When we're born again and we become believers, we have are essentially we have defected from the enemy camp and we have joined the army of the most high. Right. And so whether we know it or even acknowledge it, we're deposited into a war that's been raging for thousands of years. Right. And I think so, that's so exciting when you say that, because sometimes we forget that's right. We are in a war. We are in a, a spiritual war that has been raging. And sometimes you forget that in the in the day and thinking, well, what is this going on? Well, because there really is a battle that we really are fighting, and it's yeah. really, really, really real. It is. It is really real, and you know, and it's something that's just it's been going on since what almost the beginning of time since Lucifer right attempted his coup in heaven, and so it is. We're just we've kind of been dropped into the middle of it, and and. It, and it's something that it's a reality that we really need to understand as believers. In um, Ephesians 6, 12, it tells us, right, that our battle or that our struggle isn't against flesh and blood, but against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and then against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Well, do we get that? Let's go back to that. That's yeah. huge. It's huge. You said that your struggle isn't against flesh and blood. So yeah. is it against people? No. People are our issue. And sometimes you go, seriously, they're not our issue. Yeah. And we look at it and says, but against what authorities? Mm -hmm. Against the powers of this darkness, this mm -hmm. dark world, rather, sorry, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. It's a spiritual battle. It is. Wow. It is. And, it, and it's huge. And it's, you know, it's probably, it's, you know, it's, it's so real, even though we can't really see it or touch it. It's, it's very, very real. And, um, and it is so important to know that, you know, especially when you, you think, you know, people are coming against you, that it's not our struggle isn't against the people, right? It's against the powers that are behind all of that. And, you know, and it's important. And then Paul tells us to what he tells us to put on the full armor, the full armor of God, so that when not if that evil day comes, that we can actually stand our ground. And then, yeah, whenever, yeah. When we've done everything else, we just, we stand. That's, yeah. That is our job. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to tell everyone about this spiritual battle because mm -hmm. some of you don't believe it's real. But last Thursday at our service, we had a young man delivered. Now, he was dealing with um, satanic stuff. He mm -hmm. was in it up to his eyeballs. And he said he was. And he mm -hmm. renounced a whole bunch of different things that he was doing. A kundalini spirit. Um, satanic ritual abuse, all sorts of stuff, just the whole thing. So when he got separated from that, he went, whoa, what's happening to me? And he says, oh, and you watched him go like this. And, mm -hmm. I, and I'm watching the Lord separate him from this, this evil stuff that he was involved with. And he goes, it was like it was this force pushing me one way and then another way. And whoa, and he was going on and it was really real. 
So, uh, uh, you know, many of you have experienced that. And some of you, you know, when you get delivered, you're going to experience that. You're going to see freedom. And I believe this is a freedom broadcast for many people. Hallelujah. Amen. So the forces are real. And people can actually tangibly feel them at times, usually when they're getting delivered. Or sometimes in the middle of an attack, they can feel it. But don't Mm -hmm. be afraid of it. Don't fear it. Just declare God's love and God's power over your life, and God will get you where you need to go. Thank Amen. you for letting me interject in there. Amen. I just felt it was like somebody needs to know this is real. Nice. Stuff is real. No, that's really good. And it's an important to know, you know, we have the authority. You know, we have the authority as believers over evil, right, and over over devils. So, you know, we do. We, do. we need to use our authority. If we feel something like that rising up, we have to be like, no, I don't think so. You got to go. You have to go in Jesus' name because exactly. because I I have the authority in Jesus yeah. to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Yeah, amen. Oh, that was good. Praise so, God. Yeah. So um, we're 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 dealing in uh, uh, with authority. So please continue. Sure. So um, I think as we get you know into the passage in First Samuel in first Samuel 17, I want to set this up with a little bit of background, right? Uh, it's always good to have a little bit of background. So in first Samuel 16, you have the prophet Samuel and he's been sent to the house of Jesse to go and find and anoint a new King. You know, God has told him there's a King there, you know, I want you to go and anoint him. And so at this point, the Lord has rejected Saul from, from being King over Israel. Right. Um, and so we know that as David's older brothers passed before Samuel, the Lord doesn't choose any of them, you know, even to Samuel's bewilderment, you know, he's even shocked. You know, there's a lot of, of David's brothers that look like King material. And so then they have to go fetch David from, you know, t- he's out there tending his dad's sheep. He's tending the flock and they go fetch him to appear before Samuel. And um, because he was the youngest, right? They didn't think. It's not going to be, it's not going to be him. And so David shows up and the Lord is like, this is my guy. This is him. And so Samuel anoints David in front of all his brothers and, you know, his family. And then the Holy Spirit rushes on David from that day on. And I think that's so cool that the Holy Spirit was with him from that time on. And so, you know, then Samuel goes and he takes his exit amongst all of that. And then I think just for a reference, just to kind of give a little vantage point here, David was 30 when he actually became king over the nation of Israel. And so most scholars deduct that David, he was between probably between 10 and 15 years old when he was actually anointed to be king over Israel um, or when he was anointed by Samuel. And so that would make him between about 16 and 19 when he actually killed Goliath. So, you know, there's some there's some time in between there. And we know that there were several years that passed from the time the Lord had Samuel anoint David and then David actually finding himself at the battle line, volunteering to kill this giant, right? (laughs) Enemy, this enemy of Israel. And so it just goes to show that there's this preparation time and there's this sanctification process that we have to go to go through between the call or the word spoken over our lives to then actually stepping into that promise. And, you know, David, he had this progression after his anointing. Um, You know, even before he was anointed, he was tending his dad's sheep. 
And so, and I think it's really cool when he stepped into the role of king, he tends the nation of Israel, you know, and just, that's just a neat progression of things. And then, you know, even when, before David killed Goliath um, and stopped him from terrorizing the people, David killed the lion and the bear and he, whether he was trying to harm his father's flock. And so we just see some neat parallels there between the things that David did before, right? Before he stepped into his promise that God had prepared him for. So much preparation time, you know, some of you are thinking, I want to, I want to conquer Goliath. I says, well, first let's work on the the bear and the lion. Let's let's work on that and tend to the sheep, really help the sheep do the work of a shepherd. And, and, and the work of a shepherd was like, you know, get the oil out and get the bugs out of their ears and mm-hmm. make sure they, they're going the right way. And when they're turned upside down, flip them around the right way and show them where the good grass is so they get some good food. And uh, there's a lot of work involved in being a good shepherd. And really that process is something that a lot of people forget about or don't realize the value of it. And mm-hmm. we've got to do that, man. We've got to kill that lion. We've got to kill that bear. We've got to feed those sheep. And, and because all it does, I like it, a promotion is actually just more responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's more responsibility. It isn't um, accolades. It isn't, um, uh, oh, look at me. It is work. And it <laughs> is more responsibility, a greater weight. But you have to learn how to carry it. If you don't Amen. know how to carry it, you'll have challenges. Amen. 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 It reminds me of that. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that YouTube video and it's this man and he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a sheep and he has fallen into like this crack in the ground. Have you know what I'm talking about? I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's funny. hilarious. He's, you know, so this guy is, he has this sheep by the back legs and he's pulling them out of this crack. Right. And he finally, I mean, and it's work. He gets the sheep out of this crack in the ground. I don't know why it's there. And, um, and then the sheep takes off running and then he's bounding, you know, across and then he leaps and then he lands right back in the crack further down. And it's just like, it's just like he leaped from one, one problem to the next. And sometimes yeah. that's what it's like is, and some of you might be feeling like you, yeah. you've been pulled out of one thing and you leaped away happily and you missed it and you jumped, <laughs> you jumped into a hole, another hole. And don't worry, Jesus is going to get you out. Not a yeah. problem. He Not a problem. Out, and he will pull you out, maybe leg first, yeah. but you know, that's Might okay. It doesn't matter how he gets you out. Just let him get you out and, and um, be relaxed. Yeah. He's he a good shepherd. Yes. <laughs> he is a good shepherd. Absolutely. Amen. That's funny. So, so we see, you know, there's this preparation type yeah. and this, you know, in the in-between. And then we see that David didn't squander his in-between time. Um, you know, and I think that this is a word for somebody that, you know, don't get so caught up in the waiting yeah. to step into that, that promise that you don't actually do the work in the waiting. You know, sometimes we can just be like, oh, God, why, when, when are you going to, you know, when am I going to get to do the thing? Or, you know, you, you know, I feel like this is what you have for me, but when am I going to get to do it? And then you don't do the work. You don't do anything in that waiting time. And, you know, really, that's just going to prolong that waiting time. So true. It's just <laughs> like, just just go for it. Dive yeah. right in. God's mm-hmm. got you. You got your sword in your hand. He's going to teach you how to use the sword going to help you through the process 
but don't negate the process. Don't sit there eating bonbons waiting for the, <laughs> you know, Ola, so you pray for me, you pray for me. No, you pray for you. Yes. We'll pray for you, but you pray for you too. Yes. Learn some things on the process. Mm -hmm. right? and it's, it is. It's so important. You know, it's, it, if we feel like we've been called to a certain ministry or, or you want to get married, right? We have to prepare ourselves. We have to get ourselves ready. You know, you have to do the work. You have to read the books. You have to watch the videos. You have to talk to people who have been in it before you. Um, it's just, it's so important, you know, because a lot of times we just, we just want to sit and let, let God just hand us things and we actually have to do something. And um, it's so important. And it's important also to remember to work as unto like we're working for the Lord, right? Yeah. Colossians 3.23, it tells us to, you know, work is like we're working for the Lord. And so even, you know, in that tending the sheep, when all of our brothers are out doing probably all cooler things than what we're doing right now, to be faithful, you know, to be faithful in those small things. Yeah. So important. Yeah. The small things are actually the really big things. The mm -hmm. small things are like, oh, you picked up that piece of paper. Oh, you cleaned up that office. Oh, you actually did this thing for that person. Those little things that we think are small are the huge things. Mm -hmm. Some of you who are pastors, you know, sometimes your people need a visit or a phone call. That visit or phone call or, hey, I'm thinking about you, means the world to them. Yeah. And, um, you know, they mean the world to the Lord. And it's the Lord putting you on that person's heart to talk to them. And so that's really mm -hmm. important that we take that time and recognize the little things are the big things. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. That is so important. And, um, you know, so here you have, you have David, right? And he's anointed to be king, but yet he's still tending his father's sheep and still doing the, the small things that he's being faithful. And then we fast forward a handful of years. And so we see in 1 Samuel 17, 1, that the Philistines have, Philistines have, gathered their armies for battle and um or the Philistines and the Israelites have gathered gathered their armies for battle and Saul and his army are camped out in the valley of Elah and they were drawn up in battle formation to confront the Philistines and so if you picture you know this valley you can everybody knows what a valley looks like right you have the Philistines on one side of the mountain on the Judah side and then you have the Israelites camped out on the opposite mountain and then there's this flat valley in the middle of them, perfect for fighting a battle. <laughs> and so then in the middle of all this, you have this dude, this giant Goliath come over and he begins to shout at the Israelites, right? Taunting them. Yeah. And he taunts them and he's asking them, why have you drawn up in battle formation? Um, and then to choose somebody among them and to fight and then to kill him. And then he says, you know, then we'll, then we'll serve you. Right. Or if, you, I kill you, then, then you'll serve us. And so Goliath did this for 40 days, like wow. 40, 40 days, y'all. Yelling. And, and the thing is, this is the way they did battle back then. They had one person fight one person that ended the war. It was like mm -hmm. sort of, you know, well, it got things started anyways, but yeah. it, it's, it's interesting how they will do that. Even today, there's the taunting of, of enemies. We even see that in the world today that uh, people mm -hmm. taunted and strutted their, um, their um, war machines. We see that all over the world right mm -hmm. now. All of the armies are doing this and it's like, what's going on here? But yeah. uh, I know God is faithful and uh, don't worry about all the wars and the rumors of wars, everyone. You're going to be fine. 
Jesus got you. Amen. To be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So at the bottom line of the whole day, we win. So that's yeah. the good news. We win. So so here we are. We've got Goliath. He's, mm -hmm. he's yelling for 40 days. 40 yeah. days. 40 days. And so so let's go back to David. And, you know, his dad, Jesse, sends David with some food and supplies and told him to go check on his three brothers. And then to bring back some kind of token is proof that, you know, they're still alive and kicking. And so let's start in verse 20 of chapter 17. All right. So it says, so David got up early in the morning and left the flock with the keeper and took the supplies and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the entrenchment encircling the camp while the army was going out in battle formation, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up in battle formation, army against army. Then David left the baggage in the care of the baggage keeper and ran to the battle line. And he entered and he greeted his brothers. As he was speaking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine from Gath named Goliath was coming up from the army of the Philistines. And he spoke these same words and David heard him. And verse 24 says, when all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him and were very fearful. So question number one I have for y'all to just kind of ask yourselves is, have you left your baggage with the keeper? Have you left your baggage with the keeper? Um, you know, as we see, you know, David comes upon these two armies about to engage in battle and he knew that he would be encumbered by his load. Right. Um, I like how Marion Webster defines encumbered as to weigh down, burden, or impede, or to hamper a function or activity. So, you know, when we are weighed down with baggage, you know, it's going to hamper our activity in some way, some form or fashion. It's going to hamper us. I know that when you when you've got that happening, you're not leaping and jumping and praising no. God. It's too heavy. It's too hard. But in the leaping and the praising and the jumping and giving God glory, the baggage falls off. <laughs> it can't. Oh, yeah. stick. It can't stick. That's I like right. that part. I like that. Yes, I like that part. So, you know, from this statement that we can deduce a few truths is number one is you can't run unhindered into a battle if you are pulling a baggage cart along with you. That's right. You know, uh, David knew carrying the load that he had, it would slow him down and perhaps even put him in harm's way, you know. And then number two, and I think this is so important you know, don't take someone into battle or don't take with you into battle someone who is not equipped for the fight. So true. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Talk to me about that one. Yeah. So, you know, we, we look at this, if we look at it from David's perspective, you know, he left his baggage and the baggage keeper in the security of the entrenchment before he actually ran to the battle line, you know, and, you know, if we, we know, you know, an entrenchment is something it's, well, it's a trench. It's a trench in the ground that, you know, you've dug so you can get from one point to another. You can carry supplies, weapons, ammo, whatever to the front and back and forth. You can carry the wounded, right? You can carry the wounded from the battle line to the back um, without getting hurt. And so we knew that this, they were in this entrenchment. And so David leaves his baggage cart. He leaves it with the baggage keeper and in the care of the baggage keeper um, because, that baggage keeper was not trained for battle, you know, and we know that he wasn't in Saul's army. We know that whether he was too young, he was injured or for whatever reason, he was not equipped to fight. And I think it's so important to carry that over, you know, when we are looking for someone who, who we, we need to battle with us, right? Sometimes we need help and sometimes we need help fighting a battle. And, 
we want to take people into battle with us who are equipped to fight and, uh, you know, don't take someone who is not going to have the faith to pray or to, you know, stand in that authority. That's so true. You know, um, as a prayer leader for, you know, over 23 years, what I found is that many people wanted to come and pray and be a part of the prayer team. And what I had to recognize and learn was that not everyone was able to handle the weight or the pressure mm -hmm. of the prayer, um, the warrior work, because uh, you there is a lot of pressure involved. And if you don't know who you are or your authority, what happens is the enemy can have a heyday with you. And so mm -hmm. that was the biggest key that I learned was that um, only those who um, knew how to war Mm -hmm. or knew their identity should be in that war room and they needed to take courses mm -hmm. and I needed to know they were trained because oftentimes people would say, well, I've done this, I've done that. And then you take <laughs> them into the war room and they kind of come out looking limping, you know, mm -hmm. looking a little sorry. And it was, you know, they thought they had the, the training and I thought they had the training, but we need the training for battle. And mm -hmm. um, that's really important. That's why I always talk a lot about identity in fact, mm -hmm. I'm teaching that in some of my uh, classes on Thursdays is about identity and we're looking at that. And it's something we should always review, identity, mm -hmm. authority and power so that we can stand strong, especially in this evil day. We're in an yeah. evil day right now and it's going to get tougher. And so mm -hmm. we have to battle well and know the weapons of our warfare, but know who we are, that it's um, then we'll have good success. We'll have good success that way. That's Absolutely. So true. so true. That's, yeah, that's really good. It is, it's important to to know your identity in Christ and know who you are and whose you are. Absolutely. Um, I think I like um, in number three, you know, we like, like David, he left his baggage with the baggage keeper. You know, we need to leave our burdens with Jesus. Absolutely. Is so important. I think uh, Psalms fifty five twenty two. It tells us to cast our burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. And in First Peter five seven, it says, "Having cast all your anxiety anxiety on Him, because He cares about you." And you know, Jesus wants He wants us to unload our burdens on Him. Right? Yeah. He wants to carry our burdens. Yeah. I like what it said in Isaiah and Psalm fifty five twenty two. Says He will sustain you. Mm -hmm. And and that uh, some of you need sustaining right now. And I'm just releasing strength to you right now in the name of Jesus, that God will mm -hmm. sustain you. And he's giving you strength for whatever you're going through. He's going to sustain you. Just leave the burdens with him. As, as um, Amanda was saying earlier, he is sustaining you right now, giving mm -hmm. you strength. Just receive that strength. Just yeah. releasing that to you now. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's the anointing. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. Amen. Like, I, you know, I think there's so many people that, you know, this has been a, just a hard season for a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of people just feel tapped out. And, you know, so, yeah, we need that. We need we need the Lord to sustain us. We just need that from him. And I think that's so good. It's so important right now in this season that we're in. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we just, you know, there's there's something big on the other end of this. You know, and we've been going through such a hard season and it's been long. And, you know, we keep 
crying out, you know, when is this going to be over? What, you know, what is going on here? Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel like, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to poop out at the end of the race, <laughs> right? Don't we, want that to happen. No, 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 no. And if we you're feeling to, weary, you listen no. in the battle, the front line didn't stay on the front line mm -hmm. all the time. Yep. So they switched out the, the front line. And so mm -hmm. it's okay if this is your season to, to rest and mm -hmm. uh, not be on the attack. There's, there's seasons of this and, mm -hmm. and to be aware of the season uh, yes, we have to be on guard. Yes, we have to do those things. But if you're not resting in the Lord while you're battling, mm -hmm. you're going to get battle weary. And if you're feeling battle weary, that's what's happened is you haven't You've been maybe too busy. You need to do less and take time to be in the presence of God and to saturate, saturate yourself because that's mm -hmm. where saturate yourself mm -hmm. in the Lord because what will happen is that's where your strength comes from. And mm -hmm. so uh, this morning, that's exactly, I, I was, I was noticing that so many people are, are living in fear rather than, than in the love of God. Yeah. See, the uh, perfect love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. And that love is causing uh, people to be strengthened. There's where your mm -hmm. strength is, is when you allow his love to wash over you and his presence to permeate you, he will strengthen you and his might mm -hmm. will come upon you and he will invigor you. He will quicken your mortal body, your physical body, and give you that strength that you need to carry on. Wow, I feel that anointing today mm -hmm. in this broadcast. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it tells us, you know, and as we do that, as we rest in the Lord, you know, we have that inner joy. And then it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so, you, you know, it's just it is it's so important. Don't don't let the Satan steal your joy. You know, we 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 give it away. You know, when we just by little things that are that happen, you know, we that light kind of dims. But we don't we don't want that to happen. We have to say, no, that's that's not acceptable. And the joy mm -hmm. of the Lord is my strength. You know, and you and repeat that, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's so important. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people don't know how to get to that joy point part. And I've learned is that you may have to start in the flesh. And I've even heard um, one man of God, he was attacked in the middle of the night with heart issues mm -hmm. and that he was healed from, that the Lord delivered him from and completely restored his life. And he'd been in ministry many years. And then the, the enemy brought on the symptoms, the same symptoms. And what he did was he laughed. He went, ha, ha. And it was as I was so in the flesh. I was so in the flesh. But I didn't care. I just laughed at the devil. And I laughed and I laughed. And all of a sudden, everything shifted. And there, he was fine. Sometimes you just have to recognize. Mm -hmm. You may start in the flesh, but you'll end up in the spirit. And God will, will vindicate you. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. So you just laugh at that devil, even if you think you're in the flesh. Don't worry about it. You'll get in the spirit shortly. Right. <laughs> Amen. It just takes mm -hmm. a minute. Hallelujah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's no fear. You have to show, you know, show them that you're not fearful. You know, they tried, the, the devil has tried to bring on fear in this time and season. And we have to say, no, we're not afraid. So we're going to laugh and we're going to have joy because you know, that cancels out fear. You know, when you have joy, you're not afraid. Yeah. You know, you're not fearful. So yeah, that's so good. So good. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, what was question number one, what to ask ourselves was what have we left our baggage with the keeper? So, you know, have we, have we done that? Have we left our baggage with the keeper? And then number two, 
is, are you equipped for the battle? And we know from down in verse 30, 36 that David was not ill-equipped, right? He had protected his father's flock already by killing the lion. He killed the bear. And we know, you know, and we know for us, you know, our battle isn't against flesh and blood, right? We are in that spiritual battle. And I like what 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4 says. It says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. So the weapons we fight with are not against are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. And um, so I think that's so good because, you know, we don't have weapons like the world has weapons. Right. You know, even, you know, the you know, scripture even tells us, you know, to to, you know, be raised up. We have to go low. Right. And so our weapons are the word. You know, we have we have that's our that's our weapon and so are we equipped for that battle you know this means that we be just that we're discipled right and it also means that you are to a point where you're discipling other people you know do you have someone or a, a church or you know a teaching that you watch that that you are being discipled and you're being taught you know from and that you can get from but also you need to pour that on it into other people because absolutely it's like eating. You eat every day. You eat food mm -hmm. to nourish your body. We need to look at God's word because God's word is Jesus. He's the manifestation mm -hmm. of the word of life. And as you're listening to the word, as you're eating of that word by mm -hmm. meditating on it, it becomes alive in you. It becomes effective in you. And it actually will nourish you and empower you. And so mm -hmm. eat, no matter how long you've been in ministry, no, no longer how long you've been a Christian, you still need to take the word daily and for your nourishment and to pray daily for mm -hmm. your nourishment. That's a, sort of like the drinking. You know, there's the eating of the word and the drinking of the spirit yeah. that we need to be sustained and nourished for our daily life. And that's why every morning it's so important to get that time of prayer and, and, and mm -hmm. meditating on the word uh, so that we will remain strong. Amen. And uh, able for the battle. Amen. Yeah, we have to we have to cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit. You yeah. know, we, we know who our father is and we know who Jesus is. And then, you know, and we renew our minds every day to the yeah. word of God. And that's so important. You know, we have to be we have to be in that every day. It's you know, if, if we're not, then no matter what's you know, what we're reading, you know, even if it's just a chapter or a verse or you know, you open it up, you know, some people do the, oh, where does it fall open to? And <laughs> sometimes not good, sometimes sometimes good, sometimes not so good. But you just never know. You just slide that thing through redemption, you'll be all right. Exactly. You, you've got the redeemed side of that story. You'll be yes. okay. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But it's so just get it in you. Just get the word in you. And then, you know, you may not need it right now, but later on, later on down the road, you know, that's going to come back up and you're going to realize, oh, okay, I read, I, I know where that is. I read that for a reason, you know, yep. so it's so important. And so, you know, question number one, we had, have you left your baggage with the keeper? Question number two was, are you equipped for the battle? And we kind of, now we know how to kind of do that. And then question number three is, do you run to the battle line? Ooh. It's, I like that one. Do you run to the battle line? And we read in verse 22 that David ran to the battle line and then he entered and greeted his brothers. In verse 23, it says, 
As he was speaking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine from Gath named Goliath, was coming up from the army of the Philistines. And he spoke these same words, and David heard him. And so truth number one is when you are at the battle line, you can know what the enemy is doing. You know, David, he was close enough to hear Goliath's taunt, right? He was close enough to know and see what the enemy was doing. And so I was kind of pondering this question the other day. And uh, I, and I might be just a little weird in some of the stuff that I think or wonder about. I was, you know, I, in life, I was imagining kind of these various scenarios, you know, and where do you put yourself? And, you know, was I running toward the problem to help or was I running for cover? You know, was I running to hide? Good question so, to ask yourself. Yeah, it is. And uh, so my husband and I, we were kind of talking about this the other day and we were discussing it. And, you know, he stated that, you know, well, soldiers, they actually they run to the battle. They run exactly. toward the battle. And, you know, while soldiers are trained for battle, most soldiers, they just have this innate characteristic of actually running to help rather than running away. And, you know, they're going to actually put themselves in harm's way in order to neutralize the problem. And so I thought it was interesting that while David, he wasn't he was in the army. Right. But nor was he even outfitted for battle. He still ran to the front and he still ran to that battle line to meet his brothers. And well, I'm looking at this way I, 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 when he killed the lion and the bear. He didn't have all that. He wasn't, he would, he, he just dealt with it. Right. What do you have? He had a staff. Yeah. And I think he, yeah, I think he didn't have, he didn't have much. No, I I was like, Oh, so I like that. Cause it's like, okay, God will prepare you in a way that you'll go, well, I don't have much, but I, I will whoop the devil in this area with the Lord. And I whoop the devil in this area with the Lord. And I got breakthrough here when the Lord and I did this. Yeah. The Lord is my staff, my shepherd, and my shield. I'll be okay. Amen. Amen. And I like, you know, even I think I'm not sure where it is. I think it's in 35, 36, one of those. But it talks about, you know, he actually he grabbed the lion by its mane and struck it down. So, I mean, you know, that's he didn't have much. You know, he just he had his own two hands. And that's a lot of times all we come to the Lord with. And we just say, Lord, I don't have much, but here you go. You know, yeah. here am I, you know. Yeah. So these are my two hands, what, you know, use them. Yeah. And so um, I think it's important that, you know, if for truth, no, you know, number two is, you know, focusing on what the enemy says more than what the word of the Lord says, it causes fear and confusion. Ah, uh, it does. Mm-hmm. And and I know that a lot of people have been watching this news and yeah. scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and looking and stop it. stop it stop it it. you need to be scrolling your bible Mm -hmm. actually meditating on your bible in the word of god because if that will sustain you that give you strength you'll be talking you'll be reading a scripture abc and all of a sudden the holy spirit will go drop and download into you answers to your questions in your life he'll he'll Mm -hmm. drop like rain that's what it's called, let the word drop, because the Holy Spirit just drops like mm-hmm. rain to the hearts of people. So you may be studying a totally different subject, but God will just mm-hmm. drop an answer in you because you're you're focused on him, focused mm-hmm. on his word. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so stop the scrolling the news. That's yeah. not good for your health. It's mm-hmm. not good for your life. It 
produces your blood pressure. No. <laughs> it produces fear. Watching stuff on the news and that stuff, it actually produces fear mm -hmm. within you. You're wondering mm -hmm. why you're so fearful. That's mm -hmm. why. It so is. Change it up, guys. I know you have to find out what's going on. I'm not saying you never watch the news, but I'm saying make the word of God your diet more than the news. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, it's so important because, you know, yeah, when, when you're listening to that, even if you're a generally positive person, you're still, you know, eventually, you know, what comes in is going to come out. And yeah. so you're constantly, you know, listening to negativity and complaining you know, ang people who are angry or bitter, you know, if you don't watch it, that's going to, that's going to affect you and that's going to affect your heart. Yeah. It will affect. Yeah. And it affects different people, different ways. Mm -hmm. Yep. It does. It does. And, you know, so it is, it's, it's so important that, you know, so many times us, even, even sometimes as believers, you know, we'll focus so much. Well, what is, you know, Oh, well, we feel this or, um, you know, we feel the enemy is doing this. Well, and that's great. You know, we, we do need to know what the enemy is doing and we do need to be close enough to know what the enemy is doing. Yeah. But we also need to be so focused on the word of the Lord and that needs to be our standard and that needs yeah. to be what we're focused on. Okay, well, we see the enemy is doing this, but what is the Lord saying? What what does he want us to do? What is he trying to do? What kind of what restoration or, or whatever is he wanting to bring into this situation? You know, As you and, that, I'm, I'm seeing a vision of some of you are standing on the word and uh, you're standing. It almost looks like a tidal wave, but mm -hmm. it's the wave of the Lord. And because the word of God is in you and working with you, you're standing on the wave, holding the staff mm -hmm. of the Lord. And you're, mm -hmm. de oof, you're decreeing and declaring. And the enemy is like ants on the on the ground is just like barely shadows of situations and people, but it's the, the staff of the Lord and the wave of the anointing of God uh, that is, and I believe, uh, 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 Amanda, I, I think this is you, that you're standing on this wave with this um, with this uh, staff over, mm -hmm. over the works of the enemy. And I believe that uh, you're in the right place at the right time. Um, you're mm -hmm. lifting up a standard for the people of God around the world and even on the East Coast and God's really pleased. He's pleased. And, and I can just see that so strongly as we're sharing. Hope you and, don't mind my prophecy no. you in the middle of this, but I do. I see that. Wow. Wow. And so no, that speaks a lot. Yes. Thank yeah. you. So good. It does. That's that is that speaks a lot. It's a lot of confirmation. Thank you. That you're was welcome. really good. Yes. Amen. Hmm. That's yeah, that was really good. Thank you. Um, and so, you, you know, I love how, sorry, we have really loud cars outside right now. I have birds um, that are very loud. They're playing <laughs> outside. And I was listening to an old broadcast to make sure the sound quality was good. And it was like, yeah, you're hearing the birds outside. And I'm thinking, eh, that's okay. Yeah, We're real people life. with real lives. It's life, yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I love how David was close enough to hear Goliath's taunts. And he heard his challenges, um, but David knew his heavenly father better. Mm. And David was able to tell Saul um, down in verse 32, he said, um, and David said to Saul, may no one's heart fail on account of him before your servant will go and fight this Philistine. Wow. And 
Yeah, in verse 30, going down to verse 33, I want to read a few more. It just says, but Saul said to David, but you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight him for you are only a youth. You know, he was, he was young. Yeah. So while he has been a warrior, so Goliath has been a warrior since his youth. But David goes and he says to Saul, he says, well, you know, your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came up and took a sheep from the flock. I went out after it and I attacked it. So he went and attacked it. He wow. grabbed it. He rescued the sheep from its mouth. And then when it rose up against David, he says, I grabbed it by its mane and I struck it and I killed it. Mm. He says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has defied the armies of the living God. I love that. Love that. And it says, and David said, the Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will save me from the hand of this Philistine. So Saul, you know, what is he going to say to that? So Saul says to David, okay, we'll go. And then may the Lord be with you. And, you know, so David knew the Philistines and Goliath were defying the Lord's chosen nation. And he had this righteous anger, you know, well up inside of him. And, you know, so when an enemy, when the enemy comes and attacks our family, our health, you know, our finances, um, our friends, our other brothers and sisters in Christ, does that fill us with that kind of righteous anger? You know, does it fill us with a righteous anger like battle, like David to do battle for them? Or do we bring our hands in fear, you know, like the Israelite army did at that time? You know, or, or maybe even worse, you know, what about are we passive about it? You know, do we remain passive when the enemy attacks, you know, and, you know, we remember Goliath, you know, Goliath came out for 40 days from among the Philistine army to taunt the Israelites. You know, that's 40 days and nobody, nobody stood up to him. Hmm. So, you know, no one, nobody was angry enough to, you know, that this giant dare taunt the army of the living God, right. Mm -hmm. To do anything about it. And so does that, you know, that, does that resonate with anybody? You know, do we, do we have that righteous anger? Well, how, you know, how dare you mess with this daughter of the most high, you know, how, you know, who, who does this enemy think he is? Well, there's the truth. And, you know, this year, um, the Lord spoke to me in, in October, November about Nehemiah 414, that we're to Mm -hmm. fight for our families, for our brothers, Mm -hmm. for our sisters and for our lands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and your message is so in line with that, is that mm-hmm. there are, it may just take one person who believes and yeah. trusts in God for breakthrough for a nation. Amen. Hello, that may be you. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I know that as we stand on God's word, as we fight for our brothers and our sisters and mm-hmm. our aunts and our uncles and our families, amen, and for the land, mm-hmm. Um, God sees our actions and he always confirms his word with miracle signs and wonders. Amen. He is always watching over his word to perform it. And I, I think we really, he really does. He really mm. is. And um, that's powerful. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. I think what is it at the end of Ephesians six, you know, the armor of God, and, you know, it even tells us, you know, to then pray, pray for your brothers and sisters yeah. everywhere, right? And and it's so important, you know, because while we may be going through, you know, not a hard time at the moment, there's, we have brothers and sisters in Christ who are, who are go, you know, being persecuted, you know, who are having a really rough time. And yeah. we need to pray for them because 
we that we can strengthen them. You know, they can be strengthened that way. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's a key in that, that but uh, in knowing your metron. Mm -hmm. So you must know your metron. If you go outside your mm -hmm. metron, there's challenges. So ask you, mm -hmm. the Lord, am I to pray for this yeah. battle? Am I to pray for that battle? The Lord was speaking to me the other day about the, those things and areas where I'm to pray and areas he has other people praying on. Because mm -hmm. I, I remember saying to him, Lord, there's so many things. There's so <laughs> much need out there. It's yeah. just like, how do I pray for all of this? And he yeah. says, you know, just I'll, I'll show you what you to pray for, what mm -hmm. you're not to pray for, who you pray for, and, and to yeah. leave the others. Uh, because I have other people working on those projects. So yeah. you, you don't have to do, <laughs> have to do it all. God-directed prayer. Holy yeah. Spirit-directed prayer is the best prayer because then you're on point. You're on Amen. target, hitting the target that God has you wanting you to pray on. So that's important. Amen. Because it is so important. You know, when we, you know, and you know, a lot of times, you know, God puts it on our hearts, you know, you know, he might put this nation on your heart, but, and you wonder, well, how come nobody cares about this nation? Well, because that's not who God has laid on their hearts. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. it, it is, it's so important to understand that, you know, not everything is for everybody. That's right. And, and like you said, not every battle is for everybody. You know, even with David, that was his, that was his battle. That was, that was what the Lord had for him. You know, nobody stepped up and, you know, should they have? Well, you know, yeah, because that was, they were defying their, you know, they were, they were making fun of God, you know, and that's not okay. But um, that was David's battle to fight. And yeah. so, so yeah, that's so huge. Yeah. You don't want to go into a battle that's not yours. That's definitely, that's huge. And that's why I think, you know, what, um, you know, what is that one thing that makes us fearful or afraid, you know, to stand our ground? You know, what is that? What is that one thing? Because I think, you know, if we really think about it, you know, and kind of ask that question to ourselves, what is that one thing that makes us fearful to stand up in a situation? You know, and, um, you know, I think when David approached Goliath in verse uh, 45, it says, but David said to this Philistine, you come to me with a sword, a spear and a saber. That was a lot. It was a lot of weapons. <laughs> but yeah. I, so he, he was he was decked out. He says, <laughs> I come to you in the name of the Lord of armies, the God of the armies of Israel, Amen. whom you have defied. And so, you know, we sometimes we have to remind the enemy his place. You know, you have defied, you know, yeah. you defied don't be afraid of their weapons. No. Because it may be fashion, but it, it's not going to prosper. It has no place in that. In fact, in prayer last night, we were online prayer at um, on Clubhouse. And uh, that was the scripture in Isaiah mm -hmm. 54. It started at verse 11, actually, and it continued down. This is, you know, it may be formed, maybe forged. It may be, it may be looking pretty nasty, this, this battle stuff that the enemy has mm -hmm. but it's not going to prosper it's not going to so yeah. and the lord is dealing with it so as you stand your battleground mm -hmm. don't be afraid of their armor don't be afraid of their weapons yeah yeah because i mean what did what did david had he just had a sling and some stones you know and that's that was that was his weapons and you know i'm sure goliath looked at him and thought who does who does he think he is yeah. Right. And that's I think a lot of us have that kind of internal, you know, or maybe even other people saying, you know, who do you think you are? You know, who do you think you are? Well, 
I'm a daughter of the most high, you know, I'm a son of the most high. And so it's so important that, you know, we know who we are. Absolutely. We need to know that. Absolutely. Praise God. Praise God. So if it's okay, I would like to pray for everybody today. Absolutely. Um, to just kind of um, to embolden them, you know, just I want to, you know, embolden you so that you can say, you know, enemy, you know, you may come at me with sickness um, or discord in my marriage or whatever, you know, even discord among, you know, other people at work. Um, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of armies, right? The most high. And I, you know, I'm going to stand firm and I'm going to fight because I know that in heaven, there's no disease and in heaven, there's no discord between brothers. And so we want to say, like in Matthew 6, 10, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, you know, this is where the kingdom of the most high comes down and we take ground. Right. And we advance. And then because, you know, when Goliath falls, the rest of the enemy will turn and flee, you know, um, and that in turn, that emboldens others to rise up and then really pursue the enemy. So I want to end with the second half of verse Uh, 51 to 53. And it says, when the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Sherim road to Gath and Ekron. And when the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. And so, you know, it's important to remember when the enemy is defeated, you get the spoils. That's right. Good point. Good yeah. point. You get the spoils. That's mm-hmm. huge. I, mm-hmm. I, I think there's there's times when we, we don't realize that the enemy um, will be defeated. His There is a time. There's a timeline mm-hmm. where it's over in the name of Jesus. And the spoils are yours. Mm-hmm. Because God said so. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Well, listen, I'm excited. Thank you for sharing with us today. It's been a marvelous time. I, I love I love it when we can get online like this and, and share the word of God. Amen. Amen. It, it's powerful. But Amen. I just want to uh, speak to the people here for a minute. We're going to be having actually coming up in, um, in May, May 13th, 14th, and 15th. And you probably have heard me share on that. And I just want you to know that um, God is doing great and mighty things. And we'd love you to be uh, come on out and see our upcoming event. And uh, I do have just a short clip, and I want to share that with you, give you more information. You can sign up for that, um, sign up or find out more information at uh, doveseyes.org. That's doveseyes.org. And uh, we'll put the links in this broadcast as well. And it's going to be an amazing time. We're going to be in Lethbridge, Alberta. We're going to be um, praying for people, seeing them uh, healed, delivered, giving prophetic words. I'm coming with uh, um, Prophet Dwayne uh, Sims from Saskatchewan. He's coming from the east, and I'm coming from the west, and we're meeting. We're connecting in Lethbridge. It'll be a place of connection. So let's just watch this short 45-minute clip, and I will be right back. Praise God, that's going to be a place where Jesus will meet you. Hallelujah. 
Again, I just want to take a moment and say uh, thank you to my good friend, Amanda Richard in Maine, USA. If you need a counselor, uh, a coach, um, or if you need some good, someone to have a great Bible study with, some training with, go see her. She will help you mightily. Hallelujah. Thank you, Amanda, for joining me today. I really you appreciate you coming online. Amen. 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 So today we're just going to close out with our ending clip. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you next week. Thank you for connecting to Let the Word Drop podcast with Denise Adams and Crystal Waters International Ministries. To learn more about us, including Crystal Waters Spiritual Institute, please go to our website, crystalwaters.ca. If you are enjoying our broadcasts, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts so that others would be able to enjoy them as well. We look forward to seeing you again on Let the Word Drop.